just here for the beer. Sportsnet 650 presents Just Here for the Beer, Canada's original dedicated beer radio show. I don't mean to have a one-track mind, but all I need is a frosty pine. A Vancouver tradition for 10 years and counting. We're talking about the BC beer scene with the innovators, the movers and shakers, and brewmakers of the industry. And I don't mean to whine and beg, but someone finally top that keg. I'm just here for the beer. It's just here for the beer radio with your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. Well, we have got to get that thing updated. We're now coming up on 12 years on the beer show. So that, it's it kind of aged us, hasn't it? That is more than 10 years. Joe Larry along with Rick Mohabir from JustHereForTheBeer.com at JHFTB. We are at the Barty Merchant yes. Inn. Ladies and gentlemen, as we shine the spotlight on... Uh, Langley is such a big area. They're kind of like divided into two parts. We're going to do another part of Langley in July. But this is what we're kind of calling North Langley, even though it kind of is and kind of isn't. <laughs> Let's welcome Brookswood Brewing to the uh, situation. Jeff Urquhart and uh, Chris Johnson, co-founders of Brookswood Brewing. Gentlemen, how are you? Fantastic. Great. Okay. Thank well, you. How are you guys? When we, when we last met here uh, about a year ago, Brookswood was, well, kind of far from opening. And um, I'm happy to announce, Rick, that it looks like they are now, you are now very close to opening. And you've actually got a, a target date in mind. Tentatively, yes. Right now we're looking at June, mid-June. Um, uh, last week we installed our tanks from Koenig. Uh, we put our cooler in. We put our walls up for the washrooms. And the next couple days we're getting our mezzanine put in. So it's, it's rolling ahead. Every time we look back there, it's something changed. So it's, it's happening. I can only imagine. I've been to one brewery when they brought their tanks in. And it was a very confined space. And they literally cramped. That must have been quite the process, Chris, to watch. Yeah, it was uh, for sure. I mean, we had, uh, you know, a massive crane truck there and a forklift inside. And the guys that came and wanted to install it was like, there's no chance these tanks are getting in there. But, um, yeah, those guys are pros and, and they squeezed them in there. And, yeah, it's, it, it's unreal to, to see the process. They were done in about four hours, which yeah, is actually pretty I crazy. remember seeing they, they come off a flatbed truck yeah. and then the truck driver, they don't move them. It's no. up to you to get them off <laughs> yeah. the truck and then get them in your doors and then lift yeah. them up. So, thankfully, that's an encouraging sign and they're all working fine. And nothing got scratched. Nothing got scratched. <laughs> that okay. was a big nothing and, and you know that, uh, as is the case with every brewer, that uh, no sooner do you get your tanks in and then you can't keep up demand and you need to get more. Do you have room to expand? Well, I guess kind of right now where we're looking at. So right now we're contract brewing through Smuggler's Trail, which you guys will be talking to earlier. Um, so we do have beer and market right now. Uh, we have capabilities working with them and other breweries uh, around to maintain uh, volumes. Uh, for us, uh, we'll be able to produce quite a substantial amount within the confines of what we're doing. We're looking to do kind of a lot of our uh, volume through the front door and then look at uh, working with partners uh, locally open and uh, get some distribution out there now. So we have some distribution now um, and of course it's the story with every other craft brewery they're always wanting to expand. You know and that's one of the things like when you st when you start this up right you always kind of look small medium and then you're kind of like <laughs> you, you get into it and you're like holy crap we, we got to get big with this just to keep up our demand. Now as Joe was saying like is, is there opportunity within the, the locale that you're in to maybe take over another space? Yeah, it's something that we're definitely open-minded to, for sure. Um, and we hope uh, that an opportunity does come up for us um, to expand. So, um, yeah, it's definitely on the radar. And landlords know that we're we're eager to get uh, take over another space. Well, I'd sign right away if there's an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, we take sure. it over. Oh, wow. Storage is key. <laughs> yes, very much. Yeah. I know that you have another job. And, Chris, I don't I don't know your background. But what brought because there's three of you involved in the ownership here, of course. Yeah. What, what, um, how did the dynamic work? Who was the first one to put their head up and go, hey, guys, you want to buy into a brewery? 
Uh, well, it was him and I. It was him and yeah, JJ and I actually in our last interview with you guys. We we dive, dove into the backseat conversation we had leaving the BC Beer Awards, and uh, we were both at that event. And we had a few craft fantastic beverages, and we're all loose and limbered, and said, you know what? All these guys are doing it. Why can't we? Right? And where we lived, it's underdeveloped. That was a few years ago. Now Langley's booming uh, out in South Surrey, and it's that's a different story. You guys can get into that another time. But yeah, it was us two who started, and then as I mentioned, Johnny. Uh, just kind of stumbled upon us and we formed a partnership and here we are almost open in mid-June. Okay, let's talk about the beer because you've had this process going for a while as you said you've been contract growing so the Brookswood brand is out there but uh, what uh, what are your styles for a first time listener that, that might want to be maybe lives in the neighborhood and can't wait for Brookswood to open? Yeah, so uh, we're not open yet so we we decided to do a coming soon series uh, so we branded some black cans all black just keeping it kind of very neutral because uh, we're not sure what we're going to do yet. we're not open yet so the coming soon series consists of a Czech Pilsner a hazy pale ale and a New England IPA. So we started off with a Czech Pilsner. It's a 100% complete, true to style. It's got a little hot, little bitterness back uh, on the on the lager end of the yeast. It's fantastic. And then we have the hazy pale ale, which is a nice, fruity, uh, great little mouthfeel, little hazy, of course. And that's five and a half percent. And then we got a New England IPA, which is a nice little fruit bomb, and it packs a little bit more punch. So come to spectrum there, and we're probably gonna add, we'll, we'll keep these beers in our core brand to open, and we'll add one more, uh, just kind of a nice, clean American. Lager. So I have their four core brands. So where did where did you recruit your brewer from? Uh, he's a family friend of John. Uh, he's a home brewer. He actually works for a, a hop uh, distribution company, Legit Hops. Uh, so he's been in the industry for a while, and we tried his beer, and it was great on a homebrew scale. And then we tried to brew his beer for the first time. He brewed a Smuggler's Trail. And then right after that, he, I gave him a contract and we signed him on. So that's pretty good. Now, I, we hear the same story from everybody. Uh, and you were about to open in June. Uh, are you able to find staff? Or has that been a challenge? Uh, we've had some interest, obviously, through our DMs of Instagram and a lot of people expressing interest, but it's not that's pretty easy to apply or just to express interest. So we'll go through an interview process probably in the next uh, three or four weeks. So if anybody's hearing, please reach out to us. And then from there, we, we won't need a large staff. We only have 45, 50 seats. Uh, maybe we'll have three people working per shift. So I think we're looking to hire about eight to 10 people to start off. Now, are you guys going to be able to do a patio out, out front or out back? Or yeah, anything, something anything like that's that? definitely... Uh, we're going to look into. I think right now we just want to hold tight until we get our opening and get, go past inspection and do all that yeah, sort of thing. That's always the tough part. The last thing we want to do is delay it. Yes. You know, that's all the delays true. that pop up type thing. So. Well, I like your imaging, and if you're a Boston Bruins fan, it's very Bruins. Is, is there anything to that? Are you guys Bruins fans by any chance? No. No, no. not at all. Actually, I'm a Habs fan. So that's like it's uh, oh, original yeah. six at least. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, it's funny you say that because um, my kids play in a spring hockey league and um, we're trying to come up with some uniforms to do for them so we actually came up with the Brookswood Brew Inns so B-R-E-W-I-N-S and uh, yeah we got them jerseys and everything and it's total Boston colors so it's intimidating it worked for Bomber they've had a good run uh, so yeah. it can't, it uh, yeah. I was going to put Marchant on the back of everyone's jersey just to <laughs> no, intimidate everybody but nobody likes it so fingers crossed the good lord's willing and the creeks don't rise mid-June Brookswood Brewing uh, is open for business yes. how, how excited are you guys right now wow uh, yeah. just, like every day, like I said earlier, we, we get into the brewery and something's changed. Yeah. And we got the tanks and that was huge because we just had a blank canvas and a, a nice yeah. fresh clean floor. And then now the tanks are in. Like, well, that's where we're going to be brewing the beer. That's where the magic's going to happen. And now there's a cooler. Okay, that's where the beer's going to go to stay cold to deliver to the consumer. And then the taps will go in. And that's where we can pour it. So all the stages that are
are happening right now are just getting us that much closer, and the, the dream is becoming a reality. So. so this time next year, we do our North Langley show. Brooklyn Ruin is killing, right? Oh, 100%, Joe. You got yeah, it. You got it. <laughs> Follow the exploits at Brookswood Brewing Co. on Twitter and Instagram. Jeff Burkett and Chris Johnson, the co-founders of Brookswood Brewing. Thanks for joining us, guys. Continued success. Yes, thank thank you, very much. you will be open. Thank you yes, very much. Thank you very there much. you go. We're at the Barley Merchant. This is just here for the beer on Sportsnet 650, 96.9 FM HD3. And this segment presented by our buddy Armin at 12 Kings Pub at the corner of 12 and Kingsway with karaoke Saturday nights, great food, and lots of BC craft beer. Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. Check out Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. And with over $400,000 donated last year, know that the dollar you spend stays local. Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Google Angry Otter Liquor stores or angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you. Vancouver Young Actors School gives kids the confidence to do anything on and off camera. Take Melissa, whose daughter Emma is in the program right now. Before Vancouver Young Actors School, she was shy and lacked confidence. I noticed a difference after only a few short months. She just seemed so much more centered and willing to get out there and be a part of something. Act now. Classes are starting soon. Oh my goodness, she's made so many friends. She's become an amazing person just through taking classes here. Sign up today at VancouverYoungActorSchool.com. I'm Bailey Murphy, stylist at the award-winning Avant-Garde Hair Studio in Yaletown. We're known for creative hair makeovers, both male and female. And if you're looking for something new this new year, come and see me. 2021 means it's time for a change and a fresh start and a fresh new look. If it's highlights, a fade, or just a bold new style for 2021, talk to me, Bailey Murphy. I'm at Avant-Garde Hair Studio, 1075 Mainland Street in Yaletown, or you can email me, hairbybailey at gmail.com. That's hairbybailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y-Y at gmail.com. You're listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's Just Here for the Beer Radio and your host Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. And also available on all streaming services as well. Just here for the beer. Broadcasting from the Barley Merchant in Langley. Yeah. Yeah. Nice <laughs> show for the Barley Merchant. Yeah, everybody's loving it. Uh, it's funny. We, we've done this show now. This is the second uh, North Langley show, and this is truly a, a North Langley story here. And, again, you talk about the OGs of craft beer. They don't come much more og than Derek Smith, who is the founder of Dead Frog Brewing, and uh, Josh uh, Marcinow. 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 Oh, sorry. Marcinow. I should have written it for that. Okay. Uh, it's the sales manager of Dead Frog. My apologies on that. All Josh. good. All good. Um, you know, we were just talking off air, Derek, about uh, the scene 25 years ago. And the, you can only think of the red tape and the, the BS you had to go through to get up and running. Now you look at where the, the not only the Langley scene, but just the whole craft beer scene in general. Did you ever foresee this in your in your horizon? No. Start with you make me feel really, really old. <laughs> but it's the best possible way. Yeah. The best possible you way. Makes my back hurt. Hurt. Come on now. We were my... talking about drinking stubby bottles. <laughs> 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 yeah. Come on, we're all old here. Yeah, no, it makes my back hurt. Just like I started to mention, 25 years ago, starting in this business, and no, there was absolutely no way. At that point, there was, I think, less than 10 breweries in the whole province, and five yeah. of them were macros. You know, um, we, you know, we jumped in when we could, kind of thing. Um, 
at that point, we were doing, I think we had four beers on the menu uh, overall, and people were coming to us going, dude, you know, that's like, you better, you know, slow the roll here a little bit. You're going to run into problems, et cetera. Yeah. And now, I think this year in our brewery, we're doing with Josh with over 50 different beers or something, doing <laughs> yep. yep. all of our different things. So, and, and at that point, you know, at some point along the way, we were like, okay, if we can get to where Oregon is at 10% beer share, we're yeah. doing great. And now, I think the pro- in the province here, we're like almost 35% beer share in the craft beer industry. It's mm-hmm. phenomenal numbers. Un- un- unforeseeable for So us. there were many doubters. There were many people that said, you know, Derek, really, you know, give us a rethink. Because they were dominated by Carling and Molson and Labatt. And, and there was really no room for to play. And there wasn't really an opportunity to play because the regulations didn't really allow people like you to sort of get into some of the pubs and bars and stuff. So what really was the turning point? Because you, you were here on the ground floor. And again, I'm not trying to age you. But, <laughs> but it's important that we look back to see where we're going in the future. But what was the turning point that all of a sudden craft became a cool thing to consume? I guess, I guess it was uh, eventually the government started to change the rules and make it more achievable for us. At one point, if you owned a brewery, you actually had to have a federal excise officer in your brewery all the time, looking over your shoulder to make sure that you were declaring all the taxes. And then they went to like, you know, as long as you submit it by paper and we do annual reviews and stuff like that. And now they've, you know, through different layers of government, they've managed to lower the amount of taxes and they've lowered the bureaucracy by a thousand percent. You know, it was wheelbarrow loads full of paperwork in order to get started when we started. Um, so it was just that. I don't think there was necessarily a turning point, but it was a, just a gradual movement of different things. And as as the industry became more and more known, um, you have to go back even days like when Shaftesbury was there. You know, yes. there a couple of guys out there willing to do whatever the hell it took to you know kind of get their product out in the world. You know, good, bad, and ugly. And uh, you know, those are the kind of the beginning people in our industry. Derek, this is going to be a very personal question. Uh-oh. <laughs> Does it make you smile when you look and see all of this and say, think that you know what? I kind of helped get this ball rolling. Yeah, it's kind of neat to be able to look back and go, you know, I've been here since, you know, I mean, there's other guys that have been around a little little bit longer than me, but not by a heck of a lot. Most of those guys are, you know, retired or dead, one or the other, you know. So I guess I'm mad. I hope not. Just, without anything, I'm going to open a beer here. But it's got to make you smile and say, you know what, I kind of helped this ball get rolling, right? Yeah, and it's really neat, too. You know, we've got the ball started, and we're, uh, you know, uh, my son's now our head brewmaster, and, you know, he's in his thir- you know, he's 30 years old now, so we've been around forever. I mean, we had, I remember back in the day when we were first getting going and the industry was just starting to grow. Every time we'd hire some guy that said he wanted to make beer and was a home brewer, he was all excited. We'd train him for six months or something and someone else would scoop him out of there and, you know, pay him way too much money or whatever and we'd start over again. So eventually we just grew our own brewer and, you know, he can't <laughs> birth your own brewer. Yeah. Let's give birth to a brewer. Huh? Yeah. Uh, Josh is sitting there listening going, wow, you guys are so old. Can we bring it to my generation? Okay, you're a younger guy, Josh. What, uh, what was your first introduction to or back in your high school days was it Molson Canadian and things like that yeah it was definitely the uh, the Molson's the buds yeah. um, but uh, I eventually smartened up so and the realized way. hey yeah. there's a lot of uh, good beer coming out of our province here so um, yeah kind of for me it just started as I actually Tim the owner of the bar the merchant here I'm uh, good friends with him he was actually kind of one of the guys that got me really into it and then it's uh, turned into a career now for me so it's good well I've noticed that I won't really call it a rebrand, but you've obviously splashed up or re- put a new coat of paint on the on the imaging. Still have the uh, the, the, frog. the frog, obviously, yep. but it looks like you've kind of gone down a little bit of a new lane here. These beers, as I said to Rick, if they taste anywhere near as good as they sound, rainbow sherbet sour, <laughs> the blue cherry lemonade. You just tried like 
My goodness, where, where did this come from? This is amazing. It, it, the evolution of the industry, like I said, like I started before, you know, like we had three or four beers on tap, and people were like, "Whoa, slow your roll!" Right now, now there's so many options, and there's thousands of beer on the shelf at the local liquor store and stuff, right? So it's like, what are people looking for? What's different, new this year? Our peach creamsicle, something we kind of imagined, you know, six months ago. We put it to Cole, my brewer, um, and, and Cole does like I did all the original brewing for the company. And I did a fairly good job, you know. We did, we made some good beer and we got around. But Cole's, Cole's taste taste palette is so much better than mine, and he created this one. You know, with peach creamsicle, we're looking for that peachy flavor, but it's got to have that kind of creamy, creamy kind yes. of thing going on. And you know, by sip two or three on that one, you're like, whoa, how does that happen? <laughs> Josh, as a sales manager, if you had this in your portfolio ten years ago, you're being kicked out of every store oh, you yeah. walk into. No, no, they would have looked at you funny and been like, what do yeah. you mean you have a rainbow sherbet beer coming out? And like, no, that doesn't work. Yeah, right. what? When, when yeah. we opened yeah. Dead Frog, you know, we 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 opened. Uh, she's 2007, I think it was, yeah. forever ago. And then, you know, we were going to, okay, we need to do an anniversary beer. Well, it took us two and a half years to get to the point where we made an anniversary beer, so we called it two and a half year anniversary ale. And we did a, a, a roast beer, so a little smoky and stuff like that. We got blown out of the market pace. People hated it. <laughs> now, if you do a beer like that, they appreciate that style. So that's part of the thing is, like, measuring, you know, are you ahead of the game? Are you behind the game? Where are you at? Type of thing. And with the beers we have right now, their juice box mixer that just came out, you know, with Sherbert and Blueberry and Rainbow and all that stuff in it, it's, it's really hitting the mark and it's just blowing up for us. But I think there's also been, uh, as as the industry's evolved, I think our, our consumers have evolved as well, right? And they're demanding more, they're looking for more, their flavors, they, they travel, they come back, they have a different yeah. experience and they kind of push you guys, right, to, a, to yeah. a different level in that respect. 100%. So, you know, all these new things that are kind of coming and going all the time, you know, some of them you look at and go, oh, is that one going to be around forever? Or, you know, is that just a flash in the pan one? And people are still looking for the traditional beers. Like we, you know, we just relaunched a Ponsai Pale Ale. You know, we got our Hippity Hop Hazy IPA. You know, still standards that you know guy, beer drinking guys wanted to have, you know, a good pale ale or a hoppy IPA or something like that. There's still standard beers in there, but the demographic and the change of what's available, so it's just yeah. all over the map. Yeah. yeah, all over. Well, again, if we're going to go down memory lane here, there was a time when men drank beer and women drank wine, and those those lines have completely been blurred over uh, the years, yeah. so thankfully. But um, who is, you know, who is the beer consumer today? Is it everybody? All shapes, all sizes, everybody? Yeah. It is. That's It's turning to that, that uh, like our sour mixer pack, the juice box, it's not just specifically beer drinkers or what we would traditionally say are beer drinkers because with the fruity flavors, you're also attracting the wine drinkers, the cider drinkers, and it doesn't have that traditional people, for lack of a better word, they say that beery taste because yes. um, it, it kind of, the fruit just hides that malt background or mm -hmm. the hops. Or, so it, you have to look at carrying our core pale, hazies, lagers that everybody wants that everyday beer, but then also with how the market is, is changing so quick, it's all about what's that next thing. That's yeah. the new thing. And, it, and it was only a couple of years ago where a guy holding a fruity beer in his hand would get laughed, laughed at. Right? Exactly. Like, Dude, what are you doing? You yeah. know? So it, change, it changes, it evolves really quickly. Well, I think it's great, it's great, Derek, because I've known you a good long time, and I've known Rick and then the late Colin Jack. When, when Just Here for the Beer did a uh, the Canada Cup of Beer yeah. at, at UBC. You guys were always there. Yeah. I remember that was the first time I met you, and the first time I tried your pepper lime lager. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, you came out of the gate trying something different. You didn't just go, let's do a lager, let's do an ale, let's kind of let's do something a little different and it's nice to see how full circle you become because these beers I mean again we drink a lot of sour beers and, yeah. and some of them just aren't my jam I'm not going to lie these are so damn good congratulations thank you, awesome. thank you. and with the pepper lime you know that was like you say one of those ones we did like a number of years ago and it was really really popular when we first did it because 
it was new and stuff it's like that. We different. got a little bit of flack from people on that one, but we sold a lot of that. And then very quickly, it kind of tapered away. And we relaunched it again about two years ago because it was, over all the years, it is the beer that people ask for the most. Yes. So we yeah. just did it again. We just launched it this last weekend. Yeah, it's and it's, just, it's a great time. Derek beer. will give you a good laugh with this because my, my crazy cousin Dave up in, the, up in Edmonton ordered two flats and, and, and I, I, I asked uh, I asked Derek and the crew to ship him some because he was willing to drive down in his truck to grab a flat to it, grab it, a, a pallet yeah, it was and drive it back to Alberta. I was surprised when I started with these guys. I was like the number one beer I was getting asked about at festivals and stuff and it was before my time. But again, I'm like, I don't know what this beer is but like we need to bring it back. And, well, and I remember you tried a little brief little foray with a mandarin uh, the, the amber, yeah. Which, yeah, which, mandarin, yeah. And I think this is what you have to do. I mean, in, in this day and age, you can't be afraid to try and move the goalposts because everybody's got a lot of the same. So, question: yeah. We see that in the RTT world. Like, if you're coming yeah. up with a, another can vodka soda, good luck. Good yeah. luck. There's plenty What's of the difference there, between right? this lime yeah, seltzer it, and it, this it, lime seltzer. Exactly. So, I think you always have to reinvent yourself. Uh, before we let you go, no conversation. Dead Frog is complete without a shout out to your food program because again, oh. <laughs> food oh. programs and tasting rooms you either got it or you got chips and pepperoni sticks. You got it. You got. It. Thank you. What's going on? What's going on food wise? it's. I mean, I don't know what we have for new right now. We got. I mean, we're developing new popcorn program. You know, new popcorn flavors. We're really well known for our popcorn, which is kind of a crazy thing, and our wings and stuff. We're gonna be launching. Shouldn't let out of the bag yet, but we're gonna do pizzas pretty soon. So that's gonna be a that's gonna be a game changer, I think, for us. And your kitchen is pretty much a scratch kitchen where everything's made in house, right there, right then. Every sauce that goes on from your hot sauce to your you know cilantro sauces, all that stuff we make in house every week. Shout out to our our French chef Rosa. She does a phenomenal job of yep. every week that stuff is made fresh and it's done exactly the same every time. If you are heading on Highway 1, you take the 200 Street exit, look for the big Harley Davidson logo, and Red Dead Frog is right there. Uh, Derek Smith, the founder, Josh Marcinko, the sales yes. manager. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys. Continue your success. Fellas. Congrats. Thank, Thank you, guys. guys. Cheers. Feeling strong and fit is an important element of life, but sometimes people forget to take advantage of maintaining it. That's where I come in. I'm Troy from T-Squared Personal Training, located in the Sandman Hotel in downtown Vancouver. In just two or three visits a week, I can have you in great shape and the top of your game. Book an appointment and check out my gravity training system. You'll get a full body intense workout in as little as 60 minutes. Visit my website, tsquaredvancouverpersonaltraining.com or find me on Twitter at tsquaredpt. Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. Check out Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. And with over $400,000 donated last year, know that the dollar you spend stays local. Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Google Angry Otter Liquor stores or angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you. This is just here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 HD3, a Vancouver broadcast tradition since 2010. Check out the audio podcast at justhereforthebeer.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTV. Here again are your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Moabeer. 
2010 was such an outstanding year. Two big things happened in 2010. Of course, the Vancouver Whistler Winter Olympics and the launch of Just Here for the Beer Radio. It is now almost 12 years later. We're coming up on our 12th coming anniversary. Up on 12. This is incredible. Here's a company that has just celebrated their first anniversary. Again, this is North Langley area beer community. We're talking from the patio of the Barley Merchant on Just Here for the Beer. Stephen Gregory is the co-founder of Smuggler's Trail. Stephen, how are you, sir? Yeah, I'm very well. Thank you guys for having us. I uh, remember the first time I met you, uh, we were in a different tasting room, and you and your partner uh, both had jobs. Yep. And you were launching or planning to launch a brewery, and it was some years later when I reconnected the dots with you that went, oh yeah, you're that guy I talked to. Because again, there's so many people that have ambitions to get involved in the beer business, and then when you start kicking a tire, or you start looking at financing, you realize this is not going to be an easy task at all. No, it's, a, it's not a quick journey. No, it's not. And, and it's one that you have to have patience, and you really have to be believing in, in your ability to get the right location. You found yourself a really good little lane to be in, and it's called Smuggler's Trail. It is in a industrial park of Langley. It's actually very close to here and not tucked away. Most definitely. Um, and uh, nice to know that you've been up and running. You survived the pandemic, and uh, I trust things are well. Yeah, there things are going great. This uh, this summer is going to be huge for us. Um, we started brewing our first beer October of 2017, and it was three years to the week that we brewed our first beer in our own location. Um, full restaurant, 147 seats for our patrons, and just an awesome time. Do things a little bit different, and not only do we have 12 tap lines, we also have seven beer engines. And so we have some fun stuff that, that plays on that side that steps outside of your normal offerings, you would, if you will, from other locations. And we just had a, an amazing um, cast festival on the weekend. 15 of our friend breweries from the island, Vancouver, the interior, and even uh, two crows out of uh, Nova Scotia were nice enough to send us a, a cast to let our patrons and tourists from all over the place to come in and, and sample some stuff. And what was the feedback on that? Amazing. That, this is generally going to be the first really big beer event for the year, right? Definitely. Yeah. And we wanted to start it out smaller than like going shooting for the stars. Right. Let's just get our ducks in a row and get everything together and, and keep it tight. Well, I think the most important part of what you just said there was event because events have been shuttered for a couple of years yes. and I know that you were planning to do a beer pairing dinner and yep. I think you had to postpone that because of new health regulations and guidelines. Yes. It's been hell. It's been hellish for, for every everybody that's well, in the hospital. Well, why would you want to start a new brewery right in the middle of the pandemic? <laughs> but when you're paying rent for a year and you're sure on a, on a shelf, sure. you can't wait forever. So right. you just got to jump in with both feet and the community and the beer community himself were huge to, and, yeah. to get us through. And, and by virtue of the fact that you're having a cask fest shows that, okay, yep, we've come through this thing for the most part, and now life can get back to normal. I understand Vancouver Craft Beer Week is on again for yeah. for this yeah, summer. That's, that's been gone. The BC Beer Awards back. So it's nice to see some degree of normal. So congrats on surviving because it has been challenged for everybody. But um, I noticed that you've got some really cool packaging now, and I, I'm familiar with a couple of your brands, but it looks like you've, you've got some really good artwork going on there. Oh. We're, we're so lucky to have the uh, designer we do for that's not only done our, our core brands, but also our, our fun one-off and seasonals. Um, so, yeah, we brought in, um, it's a single batch brew, but it's it's finished two different ways. So we pull the, the first half of the word off that's nice and 
just full of just gorgeous sugars, put it into one fermenter and put its other half into another fermenter and, and let the yeast go to work. So our um, Paradise of Paradise Lost is a, a mix pack um, that, yeah, it's so much fun. So your first one is a Tropical Session Ale at 3.8, very approachable. Just a hint, you guys are trying Go now. Gorgeous fruity the, flavor uh, to it, not super biting it up in your face, really easy drinking. Right, not super sweet. Exactly. It still, still lets the uh, the beer shine. That's something that, that Tom and his team in the brewing just do so amazingly well. And then its big sister is uh, Paradise Lost. And it's a 9.2 triple IPA. Ooh, does that come with the skull and crossbones on it? Or <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the warning on that this one. Is, uh, this is a roll slow. So, so how many of this have you tried before you, you, you finally came to the final iteration? There's a lot of research and science that backs up. Yes. Do not talk to my wife about it. <laughs> because she will tell you a different story. No. It, you know what? Tom knocks it out of the park with every beer that he does for us. And this we're is, so This is head brewer Tom Batty, by the way. Thank you. you speak of. Yes. Um, and so yeah, when this one dropped, I was like, you're going to do what? I'm like, no, I get that. Because to walk into a store, like we have 15 government stores yes. in the city now and another eight private stores that are all carrying this. And if you walk into a store and you're going to invest in four triple IPAs, it better be damn good. Yes. So yes. we thought if we, we, we came in, it's not, you get two different beers now at the same cost where we're able to keep that cost approachable compared to some brewers yeah. out there that it's like the cost to do a triple IPA is monstrous. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. You triple the malt, triple the hops and it's, it's a pay to play. Go. And, th and th this, these two beers are almost at the opposite ends of the, the scale, right? Totally. In terms of, you know, alcohol content and, and, and heaviness of flavors, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. So yeah. And to, to have two, maybe the triple IPA isn't yours. You know, somebody that somebody, will, yes. will enjoy it, but yeah, a little bit hazy. It's got that, the, the rich, deep fruits on it. But what we'll do is I'll, I'll open up a, one of these ones for you. So you guys are trying the, uh, the paradise. Session, yeah. yeah. And so this is, this is the 9%. This is 9%. Okay. You guys are, should I call the paramedics now? <laughs> Or, uh, what, what do you think? Get the detail going right now. <laughs> Charge it. Wow. Well, it doesn't look like a 9%er. Generally, you think of things darker and heavier looking. This looks actually very amberish and yes. very light. No kidding. Yeah. And then you get, into the, you get into the nose of it, and it's just like, it's gorgeous. Like, you can smell it right there. Not too much dank, but it's like, it's, she's okay, there. Okay, the Solari does not taste like a 10% alcohol. No, it does not. It's not or, sorry, 9.0. Yeah, it's not, it's not a 10%. That could sneak no. up on you. Do you, do you it, that, it? That 9.2. definitely sneak up on you. As, as the Aussies say, come to the warning, beware. <laughs> but it's a it's a very good beer. That's a very good beer. Yeah, it's, uh, it's so much fun making this, and, and the response on it is just over the top. Yeah. So we also do have this one on cask as well mm -hmm. at the brewery, um, and it's nice to try it side by side with the, the CO2. So, yeah, and, because then you can the difference, right? right. With the hand yeah. pump yeah. compared to the beer engine versus yeah. This I'm guessing because of the alcohol ABV. By the way, for first-time listeners, alcohol by volume. Yes. And this is nine nine two nine two. Yep. So these the heavier it is, the longer this thing has a shelf life. You could cellar this for a fair bit of time, could you not? I think it's always best served fresh. It's best fresh. served fresh. I agree. Like, I, I agree. I, I, put it in 
99%, you could. Yeah, it's, it's getting into that world, but I just worry that the, the hops are going mm-hmm. to drop out, drop out yeah. too long. Yeah. So whenever we talk to brewers such as yourself, brewery owners, founders, um, part of the component is the environments that their facilities create. Because mm-hmm. back in the day, when you, you look at people like the R&Bs of mm-hmm. the world, that mm-hmm. you literally went in to get a growler fill and you got out. There was nothing to keep you there. There was nothing allowed to, to have you there. Uh, now, these places are, for all intents and purposes, like locals. Fair. Yeah. They're, they're pub-ish. They're fun environments. There's entertainment options. There's food programs. Uh, that's, again, part of the charm. Because if you were strictly just making beer, pouring it into growlers, okay, thanks very much. We'll see you tomorrow. It's not the same thing. It's nice to know that you, you have an environment where you can actually set some sort of ambiance and, and have a good group of locals. Most definitely. And to just do the, the first way that you said, with just the pours and go, um, it's so much harder to connect with your community when you're doing that and finding out what's what's at the root of where they are and who they are. Uh, we have so many young families and even empty nesters that come. We have a broad scope of patrons and, and regulars, and it's nice that everybody can mix and mingle and just come in, share a couple pints, have a laugh, and, and carry on with their day. And I think it's also uh, a, um, a good marker for where you are in terms of your, your beer program, right? Is, is to be able to see those people sitting in those seats. And, and it follows with the food program as well, right? I mean, if the food program's not there, they, they are probably going to come in, grab something, and, and, and move along. But mm-hmm. as long as that, that food program is there, it, it gives people a reason to sit and stay, try some different things. Yeah, and we're super excited with the, uh, the new menu that's going to be coming out in, in the middle of May. And just to really embrace the summer and, and the shareability and and ability to chat amongst friends. And, but it's funny you should mention that, Stephen, because even the term tasting room menu, it kind of sounds like an oxymoron because it used to be potato chips and pepperoni yes, sticks. most definitely. And that was it. Now you're talking about a new menu where you actually have a pretty good food program to begin with. It's beautiful. What's, what's part of the new menu? Um, it's going to be a lot more shareables, a lot more... Um, more focusing deeper on the, the burger side, but uh, stuff for the kids as well, because I said we have young families. Yeah. There'll still be that awareness to that that uh, that group that we want mom and dad to come down and hang out. Sure. Um, but for bigger groups where you've got three or four people and they can share a couple different... Mm-hmm. If you want... Don't want to call it tapas because the portion sizes wouldn't be there. And us and Langley love our food. So it allows us to be a lot more adaptable and create yes. more specials. So you'll have a weekly special that will stick around. Right now we're doing like a, a Thursday, Friday, sometimes Saturday special. But it's meant to last a weekend, but everybody just gobbles it up. So we're, okay, we know that we're, we've hit a chord here. And our chef, Christina, she's she's amazing. And, and um, uh, her backup is... They come up with these crazy, crazy things. And, and for our brewmaster's dinner that you alluded to earlier, our next one is a barbecue-themed one. And then the one after that is a Japanese fusion. Mm. So we're all over sure. the map, but we're, we're creating and pairing it with just gorgeous beers that Tom and his team are putting out. And, and it builds on what Stephen said before and, and what we've done with Just Here for the Beer over the years, right, is that you can't pair beer with food. You just have to be open to be able and, and willing to make that, that choice to be able to do it, right? Some most things definitely. are going to be hit. Some things are going to be missed. But for the most part, you'll be able to, to, to be able to do that, right? Most definitely. Well, I know where you are. We're at the Barley Merchant on 200th and Langley. You're just about two lights, traffic lights down and to the right. But I always GPS it. But where exactly is Smuggler's Trail located? So we're at Unit 140 at 9339 200A Street in Langley. 
So you're heading north of 200. There's a little turn off. Right where right where 200 goes to one way. It splits. Right. And you're going to do a chicane to go up to the bridge. Well, yes. There's an international motorsport That's what right there. I... And once you see those, those you Indians right. and I... the Triumph bikes, <laughs> turn right. Turn I right. recommend you do that chicane because it's well worth the visit for the ambulance, the, the food, and, uh, and the beer. It's called Smuggler's Trail at Smuggler's Trail on social media. Stephen Gregory, thanks for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. Cheers. Cheers. Appreciate it. Just here for the beer presented in part by 12 Kings Pub at the corner of 12th and Kingsway with karaoke Saturday nights, great food, and lots of delicious BC craft beer. I'm Bailey Murphy, stylist at the award-winning avant-garde hair studio in Yaletown. We're known for creative hair makeovers, both male and female. And if you're looking for something new this new year, come and see me. 2021 means it's time for a change and a fresh start and a fresh new look. If it's highlights, a fade, or just a bold new style for 2021, talk to me, Bailey Murphy. I'm at Avant Garde Hair Studio, 1075 Mainland Street in Yaletown, or you can email me, hairbybailey at gmail.com. That's hairbybailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y-Y at gmail.com. With Alex Jobson, real estate advisor of City to Suburb Real Estate Group from the Sutton Group West Coast Realty. Two decades of award-winning service. And Alex, what is the most important thing to look for when one seeks out a real estate advisor? Trust. No doubt in my mind. It needs to be trust. The governing bodies in our area for real estate um, put in place uh, things to protect you. However, you are spending on average in this market a million dollars, give or take, you need to be able to trust the realtor that you're asking to help you. And in your nearly two decades, you have built trust as well. You can find out some testimonials on citytosuburb.ca. He's Alex Jobson, real estate advisor, City to Suburb Real Estate Group of the Sutton Group West Coast Realty. Just here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's just here for the Beer Radio and your host Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. Yeah, almost two years, uh, <laughs> over more than a decade. Well, we need to get he's that not thing lying. updated for he's sure. Not lying. It's over a decade. It is over a decade. Twelve years. We are broadcasting from the patio at. Uh, um, the Barney Merchant on 200th in Langley. Great spot. Shout out to uh, Tim LaHaye for, for always being such a such a gracious host. And of course, we're focusing on beers of the hood. These are area beers. Uh, Langley is now so developed in terms of the brewing community that we do two shows. We're doing one with the Langley Loop in uh, in July. And this is our second annual show from the north end of Langley. Locality Brewing. Melanie McKinnis is the owner and general manager. And Karen Cheshire is the head brewer. Welcome back to the show. Nice Yay. to see you guys. Hi, How are you? Thank you. I think uh, a pandemic has hit since the last time we saw you, or I think we were in one phase of it at that point, but basically it looks like we've, you know, surfaced and resurfaced and come out on the other side. How's, how's everything been going with locality? Well, we made it through the winter. We're a farm brewery, so we um, grow barley and hops, and our area is primarily outside. So it was a bit of a quieter winter, but we had some amazing um, beer fans that stuck it through the wind and the rain and the atmospheric rivers and really supported us. Um, a lot of 
community. The, the heat domes and atmospheric rivers. Apparently, we're due for another heat dome this summer. I'm nice. Oh boy. Good. I heard that yeah. yesterday. Oh great. So. <laughs> good, good luck with that. Um, so, Karen, you've been you've been brewing up a storm, and again, the pandemic, though no one wanted it, still doesn't. But it actually didn't hurt the uh, the attraction to beer. It didn't hurt the sales no. of beer, did it? Uh, more of a shift from draft, which would be your bars and restaurants, to cans, because people are just drinking at home instead. So, yeah, yeah just uh, have to package more products. So it's a bit of a shift to like your business strategy, but yeah, no stoppage of drinking beer. So that's good. <laughs> so what started you drinking beer in the first place? You uh, were you a home brewer? Like what 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 got you to the point where you're now the head brewer of locality brewing? Well, I actually d didn't start off from home brewing. I was just a craft beer drinker, and um, after I got my science degree, I, got a, I have a biochemistry degree from UBC, um, but I didn't really want to do research or be a scientist. So I was kind of just trying to figure out how I could apply it. It's something that interested in me, and I kind of just had an aha moment when like reading about beer and brewing, and I was like, oh, I understand. I can read, the, you know, the microbiology, the chemistry, and I just understood it already. So I was like, oh, it's like not a huge leap for me to do this. It makes sense. Yeah, it just made sense, and so I did want to go to brew school though. So I did go to Olds College. Um, yeah, I've been doing it since then. I, I think it's interesting to note that people, a lot of people, take for granted, oh yeah, beer. You just brew it, you pour it into a vessel, and, and off you go to market. Mm -hmm. There is science involved in beer. Very much so. Yeah, um, it's a fermentation, uh, like it's a fermented product. So um, it does require yeast and or which is um, a living product. Yeah, it's a living organism. Yes. Exactly. So there's, yeah. you do have to understand the micro side of it and keep your yeast happy, or your beer won't taste very good. Um, <laughs> keep yeah. your yeast happy, or your beer won't taste very good. There, there you go, Melanie. There's a, there's a positioning statement for locality brewing. Yeah, <laughs> we'll put it on there. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so now I've yet to be out uh, to see locality. We've we've had you on the show now twice yes, yeah. in, in a couple of years, um, but you have some acreage. Uh, I've heard tell of just how phenomenal your facility is, and it's vast. How, how big is the property? So our property is 96 acres. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's full of hills and forests and different um, areas along there, and the um, tasting room is actually separate, uh, separated by a nice little pond. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you've got, for example, like I've not been to Persephone, but Persephone is on a fair bit of property uh, on the Sunshine Coast. So is this all working property? Like, do you get your hops from there? Do you get all your material for your beers from your property? Yeah. So we actually grow hops. Um, we have Fuggles, Cascades, Centennial, and we have a little bit of Zeus, as well as we grow our barley. And then the most remarkable part is that we, well, my husband, Andrew, created a malt house. Um, he's an engineer and put together something. And so we actually uh, grow barley, malt on site, and then Karen does the magic um, <laughs> and turns <laughs> on some pretty awesome beer. So with the malt house on site, how much creativity does that give you? It gives us a lot of creativity um, because instead of having to purchase like standard commercial malts, mm -hmm. um, which is what most breweries are doing, uh, we can make malts custom the way that we want them to, um, which is really exciting. And um, we're sort of slowly, we've only been open for less than a year at this point, so we're still sort of slowly expanding our malt repertoire mm -hmm. um, and introducing it into more and more of our beers. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like we could just add whatever malts we want to our inventory and even custom malts. Yeah, um, so Andrew started actually uh, roasting some different malts. So that's kind of a big deal because um, you, normally you would order uh, roasted malts from different regions of the world. Um, we have the capability of doing specialty malts um, in smaller batches. And it's also more of a single, um, a single malt variety too. Um, so you're doing one harvest and, and uh, malting. So like a single batch malt. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's pretty neat. We are talking with Locality Brewing at Locality Brewing on social media. We're broadcasting from the patio at the Barley Merchant in Langley on 200 Street. So what what uh, what is Locality known for? What what is your um, what are your star beers? Our honey lager is probably our top seller. It is 100% farm ingredients because we also have honey and from our bees. Um, the West Coast IPA is popular. These are, these are popular. Local, local bees that actually haunt the, uh, the, yeah. the acreage. Okay. <laughs> exactly. No. Um, our hazy pale ale is quite popular. Um, and we always have different sort of fruit sours, um, our Haywire series, and uh, we always have a Gosa on. So those are always quite popular. And because it's always different fruits, that mostly local fruits that we source from Abbotsford Farms or Chilliwack Farms. Um, so people get excited about tasting the new fruit sours all the time so yeah now i'm curious because uh, melanie you have so much acreage any plans for any swing and farm parties coming up down the road now that events are back on yeah so actually events have become a really big thing all of a sudden um so we're getting lots of requests we have some um we have actually a big vintage market that's going to be part of the uh, brewery coming up in august um and then we have um some private events and, and public events and fundraisers so i think with the area it definitely is conducive to big events. Well, I think also because, as you said, you're coming up on a year old, mm -hmm. and so being relatively the new kids on the block, in, and certainly in this community, and the fact that events are now back on, I think it's really important that you get out there and, and get your, your product to not only the other brewers, but also to the general public. I know you've done some, you've done, you've had success, obviously, on the, on the local level during the pandemic, but now that all the restrictions seem to be off, it's go time. It is, yeah. We're very excited now that restaurants are pumping. Um, obviously, Barley Merchant is um, one of our uh, favorite places to yeah. be in here and um, we're expanding um, into Vancouver and we just uh, really are looking forward to people from all across uh, BC getting a chance to taste our beer and taste um, the locality of our beer. Well I like the basically you're talking about like you know farm to table kind of situation that's exactly textbook case with, with locality brewing. What's the uh, what's the plan down the road? Are you, you said you're looking to get into Vancouver but um, um, what's, the, what's the future hold for locality? Karen maybe you can answer that. What do you what do you, where do you plan to take the beer line. Oh, it's You're going to go crazy gonna... with it? You're going to get all sour on us and get all... Uh... <laughs> I think we'll always have sours going, yeah. um, just because there's a lot of great local fruits and sours are a great yeah, way to use sure. and showcase them. You can't them. do that. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then, basically, as we expand our malt line, we can get more crazy into, like, your more malt-forward beers, um, maybe more German styles, maybe more Belgian styles, and, yeah, we can kind of do whatever we want, so and, it's very exciting. And maybe even some, like, open-air ferments or something like that. Something yeah. where we Ooh, get the yeast in there too, yeah. right? So you get mm -hmm. the real locality of every part of um, that farm there that everyone can get a chance to taste. Well, I'm also curious about that swing and farm party that uh, you need to have. <laughs> it, and, yes. Uh, hey, here's uh, just yeah. here for the beer brewery tour is right here. That's right. Transportation for <laughs> Yes. Um, uh, July 30th, I think, is a Saturday. I th actually, we'll probably have our first year anniversary party. So That is, yeah. the, day, that is the day before my birthday. What better day could this possibly be? <laughs> they are called Locality Brewing at Locality Brewing on social media. Melanie McKinnis is the owner and general manager, and Karen Cheshire is the editor. Thank you so much, folks. Good to Cheers see you. you we look forward to seeing, uh, seeing locality in the flesh. Cheers. Definitely. Okay, thanks. Thank you. I'm Bailey Murphy, stylist at the award-winning avant-garde hair studio in Yaletown. We're known for creative hair makeovers, both male and female. And if you're looking for something new this new year, come and see me. 2021 means it's time for a change and a fresh start and a fresh new look. If it's highlights, a fade, or just a bold new style for 2021, talk to me, Bailey Murphy. I'm at Avant Garde Hair Studio, 1075 Mainland Street in Yaletown, or you can email me, hairbybailey at gmail.com. That's hairbybailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y-Y -Y, at gmail.com. 
Mornings is just here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 HD3, a Vancouver broadcast tradition since 2010. Check out the audio podcast at justhereforthebeer.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTV. Here again are your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Moabeer. And you can also check out Just Here for the Beer on all major streaming devices. Joe and Rick broadcasting from the patio at the Barley Merchant on 200th in Langley. This is the north-ish end of Langley because <laughs> right. the Langley beer scene has become so expansive that we need to do it in two parts. We'll be at the Langley Loop in, in July. Aaron Kredba is the Executive Director of Tourism Langley and uh, we're not for people like yourself representing tourism departments. These shows don't happen, so thank you so much for having us back. And uh, more importantly, um, what's it been like since the last time we were here? I mean, we've got uh, a beer or a brewery coming up on their first anniversary. Yep. You must be inordinately proud of, of the beer scene. We absolutely are. We're, it's just incredible. It kind of feels like it's been a bit of a blink of an eye, but yet a lot has happened. And uh, I think most exciting is that because of all of this growth, we are going to have its own Langley Ale Trail coming oh, up. Nice. Yes. Congratulations. So we've sort of previously have been a part of the Fraser Valley, but all of a sudden Langley has just grown by leaps and bounds. And so we've been working with them all and agreed that it's time that we make our own trail in Langley. So that will Beautiful. be happening later. This year, and I know that it, it, it kind of uh, we kind of got aged when we were talking to Derek from from Dead Frog because he was the OG yes. in the area. It's hard to believe he's 25 years in now. It's a quarter of a century, yeah. and to think there was nothing prior, and and it was all dominated by big corporate beer. And yes. again, we don't knock anybody. That's no. the more the merrier. But to think that somebody like that sort of paved the way for so many others to follow suit, because I think collectively in a, in Langley proper, yeah. there's got to be what eight to ten breweries yeah. now. Yeah, and that's where we're at now. I mean, and I don't know whether we're done. I don't know of anything else. I don't think you're ever done. I yeah, don't, I don't no, think so. I don't think yeah. we're ever done. But yeah, I mean, it, yeah, just like started with one and then had a couple more and now hence enough to make our own trail but uh, and, and then the number of beers that each yeah. one is brewing all unique and different too. And, and the thing is because Rick we have done this in so many different municipalities working yes. either through tourism departments or city councils or BIAs, BIAs or yeah. whatever but you kind of need a collaborative team effort city council needs to get the vision yes. they need to see that there is advantages here we're not just opening up more bars and pubs you're opening up legitimate local area pubs and, and you know, meeting spots, mm-hmm. offering entertainment. And again, these are full family places for the most part because exactly. they're, they're kid-friendly they and, and they're encouraging that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's amazing. And I think people, have, they're surprised sometimes at what they can expect and the environment that it has. But I think once they come, they're hooked. And it's not just residents. I mean, residents for sure are filling the seats. Yes. But we always say for tourism, what's popular with a resident is going to be popular with a visitor. And so, and then for COVID, we're seeing people who are wanting to explore a little bit closer to home, and they're coming out and yeah, supporting our local breweries. Well, and you know what, Joe, I'll, I'll, I'll admit I've been one of those those tourists that have come out this way and 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 visit our friends at Smuggler's Trail and, yep. and, and down at Dead Frog. I mean, we love the beers down there, love the food program at both of those locations. So you know, with Brookswood's opening up in the next little bit, but you know, we were um, June fifteenth. We we're hearing that they're possibly opening. It's just going to make it that much easier for for people to come out and enjoy. Well, if I could just veer off and take an exit. <laughs> 
it mm -hmm. off the off the beer talk because uh, a very good friend of mine, Jim Gordon, who is a longtime movie critic and a big wine connoisseur, tells me there's some amazing wines coming out yes. of Lake. Yes, there is. I know. We've definitely got it in the office. It's interesting. We've got the beer expert and the wine expert. <laughs> um, but yeah, the wineries in Langley, again, people are surprised. They come here and I don't know what they're expecting, but they're so pleasantly surprised. Aaron, there was a time, though, when people laughed at BC wines. Just yes. anything from the Okanagan. Yeah. And I think that, that maybe that was the case 10, 15 yeah. years ago, perhaps. Yeah. But now every every product, the, the beers here, I've had, I've talked to Portland brewers who give full props mm -hmm. to the lower mainland for mm -hmm. having great beer. And if a guy that's a, a wine snob like my friend Jim can, can applaud line, Langley wines, that, yes. that's saying a lot. They are. And they are unique and different and yeah. just, yeah, delicious. I mean, and we're seeing the wineries just as busy. So because we're down this little off-ramp then, so you've got the wineries, yep. you've got the breweries, yep. and certainly the, you know, Langley's open for more, so don't don't <laughs> don't think that they've maxed out. No. Are there distilleries? Are there cideries? Yeah, we the... have a cidery in South Langley, yeah. and then we have Roots and Wings Distillery, uh, and yes. yeah, again, and just flourishing, like just new types and varieties, and you think that you've seen it all, and nope, then the other neat thing is that between all of these, the wineries, the breweries, the cideries, the distilleries, they all collaborate. So it's not like they're all just in their own little area. We're seeing cocktails being made at the distillery that have something from the cidery or the breweries. Um, so they are all working together as well. Well, I'll tell you what, this is the second time that we've done this show here, and there's always something new that sort of creeps up. I can only yeah. imagine what happens a year from now. But uh, the bottom line, folks, Langley it is open for business. Come on out and uh, make sure you have a beautiful destination. Make sure you have a signed driver, a designated driver. Come on out and enjoy Come for more than a day. There's enough, there's enough that you can stay a day or two or three. Yeah, I think you've got a hotel room or two that's available yes, and accessible yep. and all that. Aaron Kretba is the executive director of Tourism Langley. Thank you so much for making this happen. Cheers. Thank you. Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. Check out Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. And with over $400,000 donated last year, know that the dollar you spend stays local. Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Google Angry Otter Liquor stores or angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you. is just here for the beer radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 HD3, a Vancouver broadcast tradition since 2010. Check out the audio podcast at justhereforthebeer.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTB. Here again are your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Moabeer. We are indeed, and where are we? We are on the patio yes. at the Barley Merchant on 200th and Lake. Yeah. Mr. Tim LaHaye, Hello. who uh, so patiently put this project together. I know you're a big craft beer fan. More importantly, you're a big local and craft supporter. And yes. uh, kudos, because we were here a year ago, or thereabouts a year ago. and Nine, nine months yesterday nine, since oh, we opened. Wow. Wow. And it was just after we yeah. had opened, I think, wow. we originally sat down. And no sooner did you open, and then wham, things get shut down or, you know, you know limitations. Yeah, it was nice to have a few minutes to breathe there. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, like, drinking from the craft beer fire hose for about a month and a half, and things got got rolling with uh, 
you know, almost two years of building the hype to get this place up and running. And then when we got open, it was like almost paralleled with restrictions coming off. And uh, it was a lot. It was a lot. But so it was as, awesome. As we sit here in late April 2022, Tim, restrictions have been lifted. Mm -hmm. uh, passports are gone, things like that. So it should be business as usual. But you don't really know what usual was because you started, you know, around the time of the pandemic. So what's it been like for you? Uh, it's been a wild ride. It's It's been exciting. It's been fun. The learning curve has been exponential and very steep. Um, we get very excited when things are crazy busy and then doesn't always go as planned. And then yeah. you step back, regroup, and figure out how to be better tomorrow. Um, the relationships with the breweries have just been phenomenal. Um, starting to get a lot of exclusive opportunity to put stuff Ooh. on tap uh, that don't always see elsewhere. And uh, with us rotating almost all 34 of our craft beer taps, uh, the goal is almost been we're, we're, we're chasing numbers at this point. We've had an opportunity to showcase so many different beers from around the province and local, both locally and you know on the island. We've got places like uh, you know Twin City and Port Alberni driving out here to bring us beer, and we're like, hey, if you're cruising by Category 12 or uh, you know maybe <laughs> you Dog Mountain, you can, something, something. yeah, just because you know it's it's exciting to bring stuff to people that they haven't had a chance to try well, before. You know what I think that speaks to the quality of, of the product that's being manufactured everywhere. Yes. Certainly BC, we're focused on. But I was just recently in um, in uh, in Cisha mm -hmm. and Batch 44. I mean, things that I w had not been on my purview because you probably can't find it over here. But there's just such a good beer scene everywhere. And I, I envy you and I pity you because on the one hand, you've got 35 taps. On the other hand, there's so much more beer out there, you just can't take it all in. Well, come on. That's, that's, <laughs> I don't know if you saw the sign when you walked through the front door, but the sign says, drink it all in. That is, that is one of our mottos. One, it's born from my whole uh, life as craft beer tourist before I, yeah. before I kicked everything off here. The idea of drink it all in was born standing at a mountain after hiking it up with that one beer on ice in your backpack when the world melts away from behind yes. you and you stand at that precipice or at the waterfall and you're like, okay, hey, I've, I've earned my beer. I'm going to crack that beer. And that's the best damn beer that you're going to drink all day long, possibly all week long because that's the one day you set aside to get out and do something fun. And that's what we want to be able to do here at the Barley Merch is create those moments where, where people actually focus on what they're drinking and enjoying. And I want that to change every time. Just like when you go for a hike, you don't do the same hike same, every week. Exactly. You want to get out and explore experience. different views or waterfalls yeah. or destinations. And so when, when people come here, uh, I love it when people, you know, are, are, I listen to the hosts as they, as they make the way to the table and they're like, hey, so have you been here before? And the guest goes, yeah, I was here like three weeks ago. And the host goes, cool. Well, the beer menu is completely different now. So uh, since we've opened, we, we've been keeping track and we're over 400 different unique BC craft beers that we put on tap since day one from 84 different breweries at this point. So as, as we, we move along with those numbers, uh, being nine months in now, the goal is to hit 500 beers and 100 breweries from around the province in wow. our first year. And hit it, I'm sure you will. Now, Rick and I are, are pub rats, so anytime we order off menus, it's generally either pizza, wings, or meatballs. We had the Wagyu meatballs today, and we had some wings, but I know your food program is totally on point and really valuable to you and important to you, to the Barley Merchant. What, um, other than pub rats like us, what uh, what do you offer to the uh, the patrons out there? So, with our food menu, 
menu. What we really want to do is create the same type of experience as you get when you try all these different beers. The exciting thing about having 34 different beer on tap is that there's 34 different unique flavor tasting experiences. So with those flavors that you're getting, we try to make sure that our, you know, the food menu that we offer aligns well with those because beer and food go together like, yeah. you know, like beer and food. Um, so when we created the menu, uh, I have an extremely talented chef, uh, Chef uh, Ron Pereira, and the culinary team that he has, has uh, built here. We have a lot of young people that are just aspiring chefs and they love learning about the food and learning about creating. We make everything in-house. I always tell the guests, I'm like, we don't make our buns. We, we use Heinz ketchup and we use McCain fries. Everything else you, you have when you come through the front door here is all made in-house. We do have a sourdough bread cro- program that was started with a yeast starter using yellow dog play-dead IPA. You know, and that was that was ten and a half months ago. And we feed it every day. We call it Grogu, which is uh, like you know, baby Yoda. Yeah. It needs to be yeah. fed all the time. You know, so we have that going on. So we're doing some of our breads, uh, but like all of every sauce, every dip that we use, uh, everything is processed and, and done in house. You, you know what so amazes fresh. me, Tim? You don't weigh three hundred pounds. Well, there's a lot of square footage to cover here, and I work a hell of a lot of hours. So, well, you know. he's also well north of six feet, too, <laughs> well, so he's, I, he's got some room to know, play. But sampling yeah. all that, being involved in the kitchen, I mean, I know you're a foodie from, from our friendship from before. For sure. Right? I know the food program is, is something that you take great and tremendous pride in. Um, I, I can speak personally. I've been here a few times out, outside of, of the radio show, and, and the food and the service has just been on point. Well, you've always been great with us, Tim. And before we let you go, uh, there, do you want to do a little plug for what's coming? Are you, are you looking for staff? Or are you? Do you need help in the kitchen? Do you need front of house? What do you need? No, you know what? Um, You're the, the culture that we have here is pretty phenomenal. My team is one of the things I'm most proud about here. We serve a lot of beer and a lot of great food, but the people that work here um, are truly what drives me every day. We have a, a really close knit, great group of people that work here, and when we need more staff, they usually recommend their friends okay. because they enjoy it. And so that's a huge part of uh, being part of the Barley Merchant. As far as, like, what's down the road, I don't know, man. It's tough looking past the weekend, <laughs> you know. But uh, next little bit. Um, we're doing our first – well, I shouldn't say first. We did the KPU Brewing Program. Right. Tap I was just going to say that. Twice, which was freaking amazing. There's so many uh, very talented young brewers that are coming through that program at KPU, uh, two of uh, whom were both bartenders that worked for me. And now that they've graduated, one's going to go be uh, – is going to be working at Category 12 on the island, and the other one is leaving to go work for Lake Cider Brewing up in Kelowna. So nice. it's a very great testament to that program. Yeah. The next thing on the docket is uh, Cinco de Mayo. So oh, yes. we are actually going to do a little a little tap takeover from a brewery that is in KPU for the first time. And uh, we're teaming up with La Cerveceria nice. uh, for, for May 5th. And we're just going to bring in four of their beers. So well, have a nice I hope, hope you bring in their salted lime lager because uh, yeah, this kid is yeah, outstanding. Absolutely. Yeah, that, the prickly pear, their Cara yeah. uh, Cara, Safflower Blondel, and uh, another surprise. Yeah. Tim LaHaye, the operator of Barley Merchants, located on 200th and Langley. Um, always a pleasure, man. Best to you, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you so much for coming, guys. Cheers. Cheers, brother. Bye. Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. Check out Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. And with over $400,000 donated last year, know that the dollar you spend stays local. Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Google Angry Otter Liquor stores or angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you. Listening to 
just here for the beer radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's just here for the beer radio and your host, Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. Also, the show is available for download through all streaming services. It is the one-hour show that takes, well, three hours of fun <laughs> to put together. Yes. And it also takes the cooperation of so many parties. First of all, uh, this is a wrap from the Barley Merchant Patio on 200th and Langley. And uh, we need to thank Tourism Langley uh, and Aaron and Daniela for, for making this show possible. This is the yes. second annual. We're going to make this an annual. Oh, yeah. We're going to make oh, this yeah. an annual. Our, our thanks to Tim LaHaye from the Barley Merchant, which is a beautiful place. 34 craft beers on tap. And Amazing. he was telling us, he was telling us, it's not about the beer, it's about the people. That is so important to hear. Amazing because there's some great people program. and great stories. And, and, and great stories. Like it, every time that I've been here outside of our radio show, Joe, service on point, food on point. You can't get any better than this. No, and he was so hospitable considering we kind of snuck up on him. 48 <laughs> yes, hours ago, he didn't did. even know this was going to happen. So our thanks to yeah, uh, we Tim Kerbal and the party merchant. So we're giving him a year's notice <laughs> yes, for, for, next, we, for next year's yep, show. Put it in your phone, Tim. Our thanks to uh, all the participants. We had Brookswood Brewing, mid-June, they will be open. Yes, they definitely will be looking forward to that. Smuggler's Trail, always a pleasure to see them. Locality Brewing, 94 acres. We have got to yes. go out there and, and, and talk to them. Fun and also the, uh, the OGs of craft beer, not just in this area, but, but in this province. province. Dead Frog, 25 years in. Yeah. That's incredible. So our thanks to all the participants. Uh, Rick, you and I will uh, reconvene in Langley in July in the Langley Loop area. That's right. Our next radio show will be broadcast from Mount Pleasant, where we'll focus on the beers of Mount Pleasant. We'll also be visiting the long-awaited arrival of the Russell Brewing Tasting Room. It only took 25 yes. years to get their tasting room open, but it's coming May 25th. Our thanks to everybody. You can check us out at JHFTB. That is a wrap. See you, Rick. Cheers. Cheers. Just here for the Beer Radio is heard exclusively on Sportsnet 650 and is podcast through justhereforthebeer.com. For more information, check out justhereforthebeer.com and on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTB.